Welcome to Here's a Solution, the podcast where talking about work doesn't have to feel like it. Presented by Emily Shandruck Solutions with your host, Emily Shandruck and Chelsea Lockstead. Now, are you ready to get real about the everyday workplace? Hey everybody, Emily Shandrick here. Just with a quick note ahead of this episode, in it we are speaking with Kate Lammers, the owner of Stella Wax Bar. In it you will hear us talking about an upcoming trip that she has planned for her staff. And so we recorded this uh, early January and now the trip has happened. They have gone and come back and Kate has shared with us just what an incredible experience that was for her and her team. And so if you follow us through our social media, you will see some of the photos that Kate has very generously shared with us, as well as just some of her post-trip reflections and feedback and things like that. And we are so excited to share this episode with you and the story of Kate Lammers. Thanks. So we have a guest today. I'm really pleased to introduce Kate. I'm going to let you explain who you are and a little bit about maybe your business. Hi, I'm Kate Lammers, and I own Stella Wax Bar, which is a hair removal business in Thunder Bay. We've got two locations, and we started about five years ago in 2017, and then the second location came in 2020, which was interesting, Uh, but they both made it through everything with the pandemic, and yeah, now we're here. That's amazing. So a little bit about your background. So why a hair removal studio? I have a a strange background. So I'm from Thunder Bay and after high school I did aesthetics here at the college. Um, I worked at a spa here in town and then I wanted more so I moved to southern Ontario to do medical aesthetics. I found out very quickly that it wasn't an industry um, that was very quite frankly fair or lucrative if you weren't the boss So I actually went back to school for hospitality and then I went back to school again for my Bachelor of Public Relations. And in that time, I was always doing aesthetics on the side uh, to fund my schooling. And I worked at a spa. It was a huge, huge spa with about 20 estheticians. And this was about 2008. And that's when Brazilians were kind of becoming more popular. And... I inadvertently became like the Brazilian queen of this spa because they wanted somebody to learn it. And out of all like 20 estheticians, I was the only one that said yes. Um, Can we get that on a bumper sticker for you? (laughs) (laughs) The Brazilian queen. (laughs) The Brazilian queen. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, it just kind of like it fell into my lap. Um, I always loved doing all the services, but because I was the only one trained in it, my schedule filled up with it. I got really good at it and it just became my specialty. I didn't choose it. It kind of chose you. Chose me. <laughs> yeah, like strange way to put it. Then when I decided to move back home, um, I actually was in the restaurant industry because I was doing more of like the hospitality side of things. I managed Silver Birch Restaurant and then I went and I kind of got taken to a different restaurant realized it wasn't um, the best environment there. So I ended up deciding I'm just going to get one of those generic jobs that pays well enough to fund a loan to start my own business because I'm sick of running other people's businesses, essentially. I've always been a manager of 
wherever I'm working since I was 19 years old. So I've always been in kind of middle management, you know, never the top, never the bottom. And I was just sick of trying to please everybody and wanted to create my own life. Build your own dreams, yeah. Yeah, build my own dreams. So I got a job at another restaurant um, as a manager and I just, you know, grinded there for six months until I qualified for a line of credit and then I found the location on Algoma and dove off a cliff and went for it and um, I was the only one for a long time well actually actually not that long like I was the only person working probably for about six months and then that's a long time <laughs> yeah it's a long time yeah yeah, yeah. to continue uh, your reign as Brazilian queen yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well you know what the thing is I find in Thunder Bay if you're the first of something you're, and you're good at it, you're kind of set, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, I found when I moved back, there wasn't very many places to go for Brazilians. No. Um, and there wasn't a place where you felt comfortable. I find, you know, there's a lot of spas that offer that service. Um, but when you do all of the services, you never specialize or get really good at that one thing. And to me, it's such an intimate service that you need to be amazing at it you can't be mediocre you either have to be great or they're not coming back and once somebody finds their brizzling queen Mm -hmm. they tend to stick with them and they don't leave so that was my goal to create like a comfortable environment a non-judgmental environment and honestly quite frankly not like a snobby upscale environment because not everyone feels comfortable in like a quite a, like a posh place. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. So. And as someone that has been one of your members for. A long time, I think. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say at least four years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it's so funny you bring this up is that this is kind of the exact conversation that I had with Taylor yesterday. Oh yeah. Who is my Brazilian queen. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was in yesterday for my appointment and we were, I was talking about how, you know, having lived in Vancouver and Toronto previously to before, you know, we came back to Thunder Bay, I would seek out specific wax bars or wax locations where that's all they did. Yeah. Because exactly like you said, I want someone that they're there for that reason. Mm-hmm. And the environment that you have created is 100% what you just described. Oh, thank it's, you. It's so welcoming. It's that low-key but professional. Like, I don't walk in and think, like, oh, God, like, do I really want to strip down? Yes. It's clean. Every woman there is so friendly (laughs) and and really does make you feel so at home. And, And you're right. There are tons of places in Thunder Bay, like, spas that offer that as a service. Mm-hmm. And my experience, you know, wasn't necessarily negative, but I remember, I think I was just getting like my legs waxed before I went on vacation. Mm-hmm. And I asked the girl while we were, you know, while she was performing the service, you know, you're an esthetician. What's your favorite thing to do here? Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, manicures. It doesn't make you feel great, eh? No. <laughs> when you're not getting that exact service. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me think like, okay, you know, at a spa, you kind of need to be, you know, the Jack or Jill of all trades. Mm-hmm. Fine. And and maybe, yes, you don't want to be ripping hair out of somebody's body. Mm-hmm. But then that's okay. Then I'm going to choose to go somewhere where somebody really does enjoy the hair removal services. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
and, and, and that's the thing that's all we do all day every day so I mean every day we get phone calls of people being nervous saying you know it's my first time I don't know what to do like I'm scared like are they going to judge me and we just say the same thing every time like you know by, by the time it's your three o'clock appointment we've probably seen 20 women by then so yeah. you know not to say you're not special but <laughs> yeah like you're going to feel comfortable like and I do try to hire employees based off personality and I tend to try to train them myself and I also send them to Toronto to get certified but I like to do my own training with them too because I really think no matter what service you're doing people remember how you make them feel right yes so as long as you can make somebody feel comfortable and you have to be able to read clients too you know somebody might want to come in and just get their service done and leave somebody might want to tell you their whole life story and you have to be able to uh, recognize what that client wants, which we ended up starting a program, like a mini program of, um, um, I had these cards that you could flip over whether you wanted a quiet service yes, or I a remember those. service. And honestly, I was kind of shocked people weren't really using them. They were just tossing them to the side. So, I mean, there was a handful of people that, that used them. And I thought it was a really great thing for new people that would come. Yes, absolutely. Um, but because the nature of the business, you get to know all of your clients and you see them generally every month. You tend, you know, after two months, you know what type of client the next one that is coming in yeah. talkative or quiet so it kind of became redundant to ask the, the people every single month what they wanted I know their their I guess their mood could change month to month maybe this month I don't want to talk to you while you do my service and mm -hmm. next month I do um, but I feel like once an esthetician creates a relationship with a client they can just tell from their mood their body language whether they want to engage in in conversation or just get the service done and get out the door. So. And to your point about hiring for personality, mm -hmm. and that's another thing that I was talking to Taylor about yesterday is that unlike some other, and again, not necessarily in, in this, like that type of industry of like hair removal, but in other places that I frequent, whether it's a coffee shop or a restaurant, there's very few instances where I get to know the staff or where I don't see turnover. Mm -hmm. And while I have seen a few people that, work at Stella mm -hmm. I will say Taylor's been my most consistent and I will say that I don't see a lot of new faces mm -hmm. at Stella mm -hmm. you seem to have a very solid core group and I think that speaks to both you as a manager as an owner mm -hmm. and as someone that is their leader but also the environment that you've created where they want to stay they want to stay with you I mean Taylor said, you're the best boss she's ever had in the whole world. <laughs> um, <laughs> Taylor's like my little mini me. She's like my little prodigy. I love her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think I actually struggled with that at the beginning a little bit. And I kind of struggled internally with it because I would say up until two years ago, actually up until the pandemic, I had a little bit of turnover going on. Not a crazy amount, but enough that it bothered me. Um, and enough that we did have some clients saying like, oh, I feel like I can't get that one girl to just stay. And it really bothered me. And I think the reason I took it to heart was because my goal is always to create the best work environment possible because 
I was one of those employees my whole life that went above and beyond with every job I went to, whether they treated me great or whether they treated me poorly. And of course, the ones that treated me great, I would, I loved going to work and I would do even more for them. So I am a big believer in, you know, you create the great work environment and your employees will do more than even asked of them. But I think I actually have learned over the last five years that there are just some people that no matter what you do for them to make them happy, they're never going to look at a job as part of their growth or everyday, you know, life to, to get to the next. They're just looking to get to the next spot no matter what. So I really like taking inexperienced women and showing them how good it could be because that's kind of how I've gone through my hiring process in the last two years and I think that is why I now have this great core group where we aren't seeing any turnover I haven't seen anyone leave since the pandemic and I think it's because when I interview people, I find out their backstory. I find out, you know, I, I'm not a very by-the-book person. I don't care about your resume, you know. I don't care about your job hopping. Like, tell me about your life and tell me about your relationships you have with your old bosses or tell me the relationships you have with your old coworkers. Yeah. And... I like to find the people that have great relationships with their old coworkers, but maybe not necessarily the best relationship with their old boss, because then I can think, you know, oh, once they work here, they're going to be shocked and they'll never leave me. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe it's a bit of a manipulation, (laughs) to be quite honest. But my goal is to always treat everybody um, with respect. And I think it's, it's like so rare to find that, you know, like... I think if you talk to any of my employees, they're always going to say that no one used to care about me. No one used to know about my life. You know, like I know a lot about every one of my employees and I don't treat them all the same. I don't. And they know that. Which is, I think, really great and honestly speaks to your business. Mm-hmm. You know, every woman that walks in the door is looking for a different service. They, everybody, we all have unique bodies mm-hmm. and, and that, and you're asking your staff to, you know, have a baseline level of respect and courtesy towards your clients. But like, just like you said, whether they want a talkative experience, whether they want a, a quiet, you know, appointment, you're letting them kind of feel it out, just like you said. And I think creating a fair but unique experience for mm-hmm. your employees yes. is now translating to your clients. And it, I think it's one of the reasons why your business is truly like remarkable and really successful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And, and all of the women that work for me, you know, they, they realize there's strengths and weaknesses for everybody. Even me, there's strengths and weaknesses. You know, when I hired a manager, I specifically hired somebody that I was good at things that I knew I wasn't good at. You know, I'm not very organized with paperwork. I'm just not. Um, I'm not great at creating documents, you know, um, or like writing, writing out policies and procedures. I can create them and I can 
you know, brainstorm a fair way of, of making them. But I really like to have a manager that is organized, loves their desk clean, you know, that um, some people are just really into keeping everything perfect. And that's not me. So that's what I looked for in a manager and that I have that. And it's great because, you know, her maybe weaknesses are my strengths and then my weaknesses are her strengths. So then we become like better. Absolutely. You, you, you saw the gaps, you filled them. And I think that's really remarkable for you as an owner to say, look, I need help in these three areas because Mm -hmm. I know that I don't love to do them, so I'm not going to do them. Like, we all have the to-do lists where Mm -hmm. the three things are still sitting on there from 2022. And we're like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm never going to do it. (laughs) So, you know, an old business partner and I always said, you know, do what you do best and outsource the rest. Yes. Yeah. It makes total sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the main reasons why I wanted Kate to come in today was, I mean, A, to celebrate her royalness of (laughs) Brazilian queens, but also um, it was through an email or on your social media account, Mm -hmm. you were announcing a goal that you had reached. Yes. Do you want to share a little bit about that goal? So actually we're leaving on Monday and I'm taking my entire staff to Mexico um, as a bonus for them reaching a certain sales goal which is something like it honestly gives me myself shivers. Like I I can't believe I could ever afford or think about being able to afford doing that with 10 people. So it all comes back to the pandemic. I think the pandemic changed every business at least a little bit in some way. And it really hurt us, especially the fact that I'd opened the second location in 2020. Right. Yeah, in hindsight, that wasn't the best move. <laughs> I launched my business in 2020. There you go. Lots right? of things happened that we you know, went. We made it through. <laughs> yep, we did. Uh, but, and again, I haven't uh, touched on this yet, but we do basically work off memberships. You do not have to be a member to come to the Wax Bar. There are two different price lists, whether you're a member or not. And that just kind of stems back to wanting to create some sort of loyalty with our clients um, and giving them back something for being loyal to us. So generally when you wax, you want to come every four to six weeks. So if you're going to come every four to six weeks, I'm going to give you a deal if you promise you're always going to come. So if you become a member, then you get to essentially pay less. So uh, my whole business has worked around these memberships and that's kind of what makes me sleep at night is knowing that I have this um, guaranteed source of income, whether nobody calls to book an appointment tomorrow or not. I have this like set income that I know is happening within a year. Yeah, that is obviously when the pandemic happened, we stopped charging memberships and we could not provide services. So I really had to pivot and think about how I'm going to make rent. And because not only do I have to pay for myself and my own home, now I have two commercial rents to pay for. And and the bills kept coming even though we weren't allowed to open. Yeah. So that's kind of how I created my own um, beauty product line. And I just became a delivery driver in the pandemic and just did online sales. And and that's a whole other thing. Um, but because we, we did stop charging memberships and... A lot of people lost their jobs, and even though they wanted to come, 
And when we reopened, they couldn't. They just couldn't afford to. Right. So we lost, you know, about fifty to seventy thousand dollars in memberships. Wow. And that, like, for a small business, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. And I had a certain goal in mind right before the pandemic, and we were almost there. Like, and it was this goal that I want, a membership goal that I wanted uh, our employees to hit for this Mexico trip. So essentially when we reopened, we were set back over a hundred grand because then when you think about the business loan from the government they gave you that you have to pay back and everything. So like we were really set back and we did have a couple like amazing members that like offered to keep paying their membership while we were closed, which blew my mind. And what we did was we just converted their membership payment into a gift certificate. So when we did reopen, they could spend it on anything. It didn't have to be on a service. Yeah. I Um, loved that. So I think that is really what made us go through, to be honest. Um, Yes, we had product sales and it was great. But that those people that offered and it just shows how great of a community Thunder Bay is for small businesses. If they like your business, they want to keep you. They want you to be able to stay open and they will help in any way to keep you open. So I was really grateful for that. I was like so grateful. I, I have no words. Yeah. So when we reopened, I had lost a few staff, quite frankly, because they couldn't wait for me. And I, yeah. I couldn't blame them. Yeah. I couldn't give them a paycheck. We were closed. We were forced to close. And um, not everybody could live off CERB or EI or whatever they got. And I had one employee, she moved back to the province that she was from because it just made more sense to be with family. Mm-hmm. And then another one went and got a job at the hospital because that's guaranteed income. You're never, they're never going to close the hospital. So, yeah. and I couldn't blame them. You know, they called me and they were really upset about it. And I was like, you know what? Everyone has to do what they have to do right now and you need a paycheck. So I understand. So anyways, we were down a couple people. We were down in memberships and we were really down in just work morale. Like people got used to not working. So when we reopened and all of a sudden people were working full time again, I noticed a lack of wanting to work. More people were calling in sick. More people wanted more time off. I've always been as fair as I can be. I needed to find a way to rebuild my business or I was going to lose one of my locations. It actually came down to that. I, I was thinking about it and I actually put a, like a an Instagram poll out there. Like if, if we if I, I had to close a, a certain location, would you guys go to a different location? Whatever. I remember that Instagram yeah. post. And it was honestly quite good feedback. Luckily, Thunder Bay is small. And even though it is quite annoying to drive to the other side of town for an appointment... <laughs> It's still only 15 minutes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think if I had to have closed one of the locations, it would have worked out. I didn't have to, which was great. Um, but I needed to find a way to generate more memberships quickly to recover. Right. And I, I hadn't even figured out what it was going to be. But I told my employees when we hit this goal that we were supposed to hit before, um, and, and it was in a certain amount of membership sales per year, I'm going to do something big. And I just kept repeating that. And I had no idea what I was going to do. I just said, it's going to be big and it's going to be worth it. So like every new client explained the membership and luckily our memberships kind of sell themselves. Absolutely. They do because yeah. you come back monthly anyways. So if you're going to come back, you may as well pay less, right? You kind of decided that this was a goal 
like you said, when you reopened, mm-hmm. when you were looking for that way to like re-motivate your staff and be like, and, and, and I can understand because while you said, you know, people were coming back to work full time, I feel like we had done that a couple times. Like mm-hmm. it was like, we're open, kind of, really? No, wait, mm, no, pull back. And, exactly. you know, for, for myself being fairly hybrid, even pre-pandemic, I kind of look at my my youngest. So my son is seven and has never gone to school without COVID being mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. And I look at his, it's it's definitely improved now that the last, like last year for school was pretty normal and this year is even more normal, whatever, you know, quote normal is. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I even look at last year and his, his, his motivation or his desire to like see things, through to the end is definitely like it's it's needed some some incentives yes it's needed some work it's needed us putting on our you know cheerleader pom-poms and being like you can do it also you have to see something through and and I get it because even hearing from him about like well I'm just gonna get canceled mom yes you know so I can always ever known right Yeah. yeah and so I can see your staff maybe needing that like no like for realsies though like we're here we're doing it and yes. it's going to be great if you help me achieve this. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. That's what we needed. Um, and I was racking my brain on what we could do. It's funny because we have, we use a program called Slack and um, there's different threads and we have like a membership thread and every day it kind of get, gets updated with what our memberships are at. And it's insane how much it jumps. One day it'll jump 5,000 and then the next day it'll go down 6,000, you know? Right. Okay. So it's like, it's, it's It's like watching my investments. (laughs) It really is. It it is. And luckily, even since like we've reopened from the pandemic, it's been going steadily up. It's, you know, it goes up and down and up and down, but it is steadily going up. I had figured it out what I was going to do. So we had a staff meeting in the summertime of last year I was still trying to boost morale and we had another kind of internal struggle because our manager of four years was moving on to go to law school oh wow so I was very sadly losing her because she was my right hand man and she's just amazing so I had hired a new manager and over the summer um, they were both working together and, and training. And my new manager is honestly just as great as my old manager. Like, I lucked out. I have no idea how I lucked out with two such great people, but I did. And so when there is management change, as I'm sure you know yeah. the best, there are some struggles internally. And I was trying to make it a smooth transition. And we had just hired a couple new people. So it was like some new employees, new management, same old me, you know, and then there was a couple people that have been hanging on since before the the pandemic. So I really wanted to try and bring this new group together. Uh, We had a staff meeting. I'm very transparent with my staff when the business is doing well and when the business is not doing well. Right. They know. Um, I don't try and hide numbers from them. They know exactly how much we make. They know exactly how much I make. Everybody, everything's transparent. Wow. And when I do, when we have a good month, I like to treat them. So I had bought them all designer purses. Oh my gosh. And we all had a staff meeting and I gave them all a designer purse and they were ecstatic. 
And then at the very end, I was like, guys, I've thought about what we're going to do to reach this membership goal. And I think you're going to love it. And we're going to work it out. And I want to take you all to Mexico. And everyone was just kind of like silent. (laughs) (laughs) At first I was like, you're like, no, oh like like actual Mexico. Like, it's not like a small yeah. town in Saskatchewan. Yes. Yeah. You know, oh, while imagine. that would have been like, you know, a different kind of incentive not to put down Saskatchewan. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Um, yeah, I know the real Mexico. And I said, we have to, we have to reach this goal. Like, we don't have a choice. We have to reach this goal. And they were so excited. So, so excited. And every single one of us ended up being able to go. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. So this is the first time we're going to be closed. And I was very nervous to close for a full week. Fair. I have never closed for more than a long weekend. So four days besides the pandemic closures. Right. Yeah. But I've never been unavailable for our members for seven days in a row. And I was scared to get some backlash from that. But I've been asking my staff, like, what people have been saying and, and has it, have anybody been upset that we're not going to be available? And they said everyone is, like, mind-blown and happy and there has not been one person that says, like, that we should have left somebody behind to be available. <laughs> so, um, and not only that, my old manager, because the membership program is actually quite complex and we have to look at it every single day and organize it every single day, My old manager, she unfortunately can't come. I did invite her, um, even though she quit last July. But in law school, she said you're only allowed two days absenteeism or whatever. Okay, yeah. So she's just like, it can't happen. But she's going to look after all of our our membership. So she's going to come back to work essentially for the week. Oh, my gosh. So we can all go off to Mexico. So she's just so amazing. Like, And I think that's why you treat your staff well. You know, they're going to come back and want to help you out. And I think it's it's a lot of what you've sort of said so far. It's about getting to know them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and getting to know them probably in a way that allows you to be the best boss you can. It's not getting to know them so that you have another best friend. Exactly. But it's getting to know them so that when they do say, hey, look, I need a day or I, I need to leave early, you know that if they tell you it's for a doctor's appointment or because they need to, you know, give their mom a ride somewhere, mm-hmm. that it's not bullshit. Yes. Right? It's that trust you've built. And I think that's a huge thing. I personally have struggled with um, not becoming their best friend. And I want to be close, but I, I don't want to be best friends, but I want to know everything about your life. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a struggle. It's a balancing act that sometimes goes you know teeters and you just figure it out as you go yeah and it's been a huge learning curve since since I opened this business because honestly being an owner is so different than being a manager so so different yeah and I never really thought it would be that much different um but it really is and I I would rather know if you need a day off because you just need a day off you know mental health or whatever I I want to be there to understand that and I have you know, certain employees that have mental health issues and I offer them counseling. So they get counseling services and everyone knows that, that it's a possibility. If you need help, I will help you, but it's not something I, I blanket offer to everyone. It's like a one-on-one, you come talk to me. If you're having some issues, we're going to figure out a way to make this better. 
Right. So some people might look at that, and that's where I say I don't treat them all equally. I treat them fairly, not all equally, but because somebody might not need that help and they might think, you know, I am favoring this person, but they don't. They actually don't. They actually are very receptive to how I help everybody individually. Yeah. Um, and there's been times when other employees have different issues where they might get a little bit more time off than somebody else because they have a different issue. But they all know that what I'm doing is for that person's best interest. So if they had an issue, they knew they, they know they can come to me and we will figure it out together type of thing. And I think that's the biggest thing I've strived to do with my business is that open communication. And I think that's why I like to share all of the numbers and everything with my staff, because if I'm open and honest with them about things that most places aren't, I feel like they'll be a little bit more open and honest with me about what's going on in their life and and whether they need a special accommodation for a month or a week or something. And and then we go from there kind of thing. So, yeah. So in four days, you're getting on a plane and going to Mexico. We are. And you're there for a full week. Full week, Monday to Monday. That's incredible. So, okay, when you said you announced to the team Mm -hmm. that you're going to Mexico and you said there was a bit of stunned silence. Yes. But what happened next? I don't know. I, I wonder if they... They just didn't believe me (laughs) or what? I don't know. I saw a huge change in them quite quickly. And it's interesting how each employee figured out a way to talk about memberships to new clients. Actually, Taylor, she has her own little way of doing it now. And as the, the client's getting dressed, she comes out and she puts everything on the desk for them to look at. And then she's like, I'm here to explain it uh, if you're interested. And the other thing is, this is the only sales goal I have ever set for my staff. I do not make them have like product sales goals monthly. I'm very against that. I've worked in those environments where you feel that pressure. And that is when you create a false relationship with your client. Absolutely, yeah. If you're seeing the same clients every month and then all of a sudden one month your esthetician is pushing product on you for some reason, like that's going to create, you know, what the kids say, like an ick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Between and and that's how I feel when I go to somewhere and they're pushing something on me. I'm like, I'm already giving you my money. I'm already your client. Like, don't push it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've never set those types of sales goals. Um because obviously every new client that comes in, I want them to be a member. So, and the membership is so worth it that I am all for them sales pitching the membership to them. That is part of the job. We try not to be pushy about it, but that's the only kind of sales pitch you're ever going to get when you come into Stella Wax Bar is how this membership is going to be so great for you. And then if you don't want it, that's totally fine. I mean, I love the people that come every month and pay full price. Like, yeah. they're great. Just saw every every single employee because they were all so different. They created their own way of upselling these memberships. It started to climb and to climb and to climb. And we were almost there, but not quite there. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to book the trip anyways. And I'm going to tell them, I told them I booked it. Yeah. And I said, you're not getting on that plane if we're not at that uh, number. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and you know what? That that last, to let them know that like, 
it's booked, yeah. right? And that's kind of that, I like that as that last push. You know, just before the holidays, Chelsea and I kind of went, we, we did a did an Instagram live mm-hmm. about ways you can show employee appreciation that might cost you nothing or very little. Mm-hmm. Because we know that sometimes, it's, and I think maybe the holiday season is is insane for so many different businesses. And sometimes you're like, I don't know where my, you know, fiscal end is going to be. I don't know if I'll have, you know, for you to know ahead of time that you can book this trip and and buy your team purses and and those types of things. You know, I put it out there. and, And I really, that was another thing that why I wanted to bring you on was to show that it can be this full spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. You can, you know, and one of the things we talked about was, you know, giving your like somebody in your team an extra paid day off. Or mm-hmm. I talked a lot about product swaps, right? Like, so mm-hmm. you're next door to Matt Carr. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a product swap with some of the, I know it's probably primarily gentlemen that work over there. Mm-hmm. From my experience, maybe they want to get, maybe they want to visit your services. Because I know you mm-hmm. offer a lot of male hair removal services. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's they want to get a gift certificate for girlfriend, mom, you know, something like that in their life. But I love this big show of appreciation. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it as a goal for maybe you're a small to medium to big business, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you're out there and you're saying, well, how do I motivate my staff? Especially maybe this time of year where everybody worked their butts off to get through the holiday season. Yes. You know, they've now, you know, now that we're like almost halfway through January, if you're in retail or anything that involved returns and exchanges. Yes. <laughs> you've now gone through that. Yeah. So so now you're kind of in this like pre-spring what do I do? Yes. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's set a sales goal. Maybe it's set a something goal and attach something to it and attach something big, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe it's not a trip to Mexico, but maybe it's lunch down at Hungry Hippie Tacos in Grand Marais. Yeah. I would be motivated to go there. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I I think I've gotten some feedback from people that are like, wow, like that is a lot for the size of your business. And I think that's what makes them appreciate it even more is that, you know, we're not some big corporation where $20,000 is nothing to throw away, you know, right? (laughs) like that. I could have had new kitchen cabinets, you know, (laughs) like so um, they know that it's my personal money that. I could have used for anything. And and I think I try to structure my business where it's not just me at the top, you know, being getting successful. I want them all to come with me because again, I want to keep them. Yeah. I want them to stay. And I want them to be able to live a lifestyle similar to mine. I would much rather us all be sort of on the same page and then have people way at the bottom and then me just making all the money. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back to kind of what you said at the beginning where when you were in this industry Mm -hmm. um, as an employee or even as a manager, but not as an owner, Mm -hmm. you, you felt and you saw that discrepancy. Yes. And, you know, and I think that's something beautiful that I've seen in a lot of primarily female entrepreneurs where there's a gap between when we're working for someone or another organization. And then when we go out on our own, Mm -hmm. we create the vibe exactly like you said, 
even though you might be my quote employee, mm-hmm. if I'm successful, you're successful. Exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah. And I want, yeah, I want all of us to be successful because I want all of us to grow. I don't want anyone to leave. And I think every, it just creates a happier environment for everyone. No one is struggling financially. No one's making minimum wage. No one, you know, needs a second job on top of their job with me. Right. Um, I want everyone to be able to be as successful as I have luckily become in such a short time. So that's awesome. So what's next? What, what comes after Mexico? Well, I've been thinking about that. And I don't know. I feel like I've kind of, you know, put, like, dug myself a grave with that. <laughs> like, what do you do after that? I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I need to set a new goal. I don't know if it will be membership sales. I do want it to be growth wise. I've all I'm always thinking about a third location. It might yeah. be something to do with that, where my current employees can help me maybe open a third location, maybe in a different city, or I don't know. I, I'm always, you know, as a business owner, you're always brainstorming at night um, inadvertently. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know you're doing it. Like, what can I do next? What can I do next? I feel especially um, this time of year in January when we're yeah. supposed to be setting all these intentions and, mm-hmm. you know, I've I've gotten kind of back to a yoga practice and it's like, yes, yeah, set your intention. And I've been thinking about that for, for January as well. So, I mean, you're going to get through Mexico and maybe while you're enjoying that beautiful sun and warm sand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I a mean, a new idea might come to me then. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or we'll brainstorm together, all of us together, you know, think of something we can all do and all contribute to, to take it to the next level. Um, I'm always a little bit scared now to go a little higher because of the pandemic. I mean, I don't think they're ever going to shut us down completely ever again, but you never know. Yeah. Um, And it's something when I started my business in 2017, I didn't realize I was going to have to plan for or think about. So now whenever you do think of a new step, that's always going to be in the back of your head is you need to be able to plan for that. Um, Which I don't think anyone that started their business right before the pandemic, that was never part of their business plan that was never in, in the radar. Yeah, I would say even people that started their businesses 10 years before the pandemic, yeah, no one ever thought of, okay, what happens when everyone has to go home? Yes. And yeah. what happens when you have a business that you can't set up with a laptop at home? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I think maybe this Mexico trip was kind of me trying to prove to myself too that we we can still grow, we can still do it, and I still can make risky decisions since I did promise the trip before we did actually hit the goal. <laughs> so once we hit the goal, I was really happy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> really, really happy. And then that's when I announced it to the public that we were doing it and we were going to be closed for that one week. I waited till we hit that goal. Um, but honestly, even just like the morale in the past month with all of the, the women being excited and happy and we're planning our excursions and um, it's been a really great environment to be around and I, I can't wait till we're actually stepping onto that plane. I think it's going to be emotional and like just amazing. Yeah, pack sure. lots of Kleenex. So yeah. again, I really want to thank you for coming in and just, just sharing and I think showcasing what it means to be an incredible leader and rock star uh female uh, entrepreneur thank you and just I think doing employee relations right thank you that means a lot coming from such an awesome 
other businesswomen, it's, that means a lot. I mean, there's always things we all have to improve on and I can recognize that, but I do, I am, I am trying to create the best little business here in Thunder Bay. Awesome. So we'll put a link to Stella Wax Bar in the show notes if you're interested in checking it out. And I know we talked a lot about women, but absolutely, I have bumped into men in the in the uh, in the waiting room as well. We do have a lot of men that come in. It's surprising, but uh, we have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And again, a great place if you're looking for a gift certificate before, you know, anybody is going on vacation or getting, you know, whether it's wedding ready. Um, again, can't, and also you talked about the products and I don't want to go on forever, but, <laughs> um, the mimosa body lotion is, is the stuff of dreams. It's great. It's pretty great. Yeah. Awesome. That's actually the fun part of my business is creating different scents all the time and, and seeing the new products that can come out and that's like a whole other side of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, oh, I know it's fantastic. Well, okay. Thanks so much, Kate. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Here's a Solution, presented by Emily Shandruck Solutions. This podcast is hosted by Emily Shandruck and Chelsea Lockstead. Editing and sound engineering by Nick Donati. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and wherever you love to listen. And if you would like, you can follow us on Facebook at Emily Shandruck Solutions, on Instagram at Solution Boss. And if you have a question or a situation you'd like us to discuss on the show, send us a DM or email us at podcast at emilyshandrucksolutions.com. Shandruck is S-H-A-N-D-R-U-K. For more information, visit emilyshandrucksolutions.com.